Welcome to Geeks and Jocks, a podcast that focuses on video games, film, television, and sports. And now, for the person who is in charge of this podcast, here is Ryan Sullivan. Hello, and welcome back to Geeks and Jocks, and we are set for episode four. So, here's this. It's about Thanksgiving time for you people, and I'm sure when Thanksgiving comes around that corner, you'll be having yourself some turkey, mashed potatoes and gravy, stuffing, maybe a pie or something, or deviled eggs, and whatever you want to fatten up your belly as you're watching the parades, watching football. But one thing that's been a thing for years now has been... Black Friday shopping, or trying to shop the day of Thanksgiving, when mainly in Thanksgiving night, or maybe the day before Thanksgiving, and you'll be wanting to find the newest, you know, toys, books, maybe some new furniture, or chairs, or any of that kind of stuff. But for this episode, we're going to be doing video games, and that is why episode four is Console Buyer's Guide for 2018, and. Here are my guidelines for this console buyer's guide. I'm going to be looking at dead systems between the Xbox 360 and the Wii U. So nothing on, no offense to the PSP or the DS, but more than likely you're not going to find any of them in stores. The likelihood actually is very, very slim because you might still be able to find maybe a game or two from those two systems in stores but maybe in a clearance section you know and what I mean by stores I mean any place that is selling the current stuff altogether and that's it not talking you know a used game store or thrift store or any of that matter and I'll also be talking about the current systems so with that aside let's go into the dead systems beginning with a combination of both the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. So a quick synopsis on the Xbox 360. Xbox 360 came out in November 2005 and it was a big hit because it had a good ability to play the games with a much more smoother experience and despite having issues like overheating, the Red Ring of Death, and a couple other things, it was pretty much the go-to system for many companies and even though Sony would creep up more and more every year with the PS3. And if I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen the sales numbers on these systems, but I wouldn't be surprised if PlayStation 3 is over 360 in sales or systems sold. So, with that being said, let's jump into PlayStation 3, which had an uphill battle. Now, it came out in November 2006, and it did not do well at first because 600 bucks for 60 gigabytes and a $500 model with like 20 gigabytes. The system was not pleasant, not pleasant for um, companies, and they struggled at times to make the games work decently on PS3, and that is noticeable from some of the games I played on both 360 and PS3. There might be bigger like frame rate issues with certain things or maybe the game just freezes altogether more than 360 or it could be the opposite as well 
But regardless, once they started getting titles like Little Big Planet, Uncharted, MLB The Show, it became a huge hit. Better marketing, system price cuts, you know, bigger storage, and a few other things. It it ultimately became one of their big selling systems. Not as big as the original PlayStation or PlayStation 2, but pretty strong. And the fact that they were willing to give more support, Sony, mind you, says a lot because 2013, I mean, obviously there's the MLB games that they always have, but they also had, like, Beyond Two Souls, The Last of Us, Little Big Planet 3, uh, I think Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time, made on there as well. And just it just says that Sony is giving their ultimate best to their systems. And I feel like that's been the case with every system, with the exception of maybe their portables, for example. And really when it comes to both the 360 and the PS3, I mean, there's not really one system I would take over the other because they're both equally good. I would say the 360 is the best personally, but... That don't mean PS3 is no slouch either. One advantage I would say a little bit with the games on PS3 is that they'll be mainly on one disc, whereas with 360, for example, there might be games where it's three discs, maybe four discs, because of it still being on DVD you know, discs, you know. But it really depends on how you feel about the systems overall, the storage size, which can range from, like, 20 gigabytes to maybe 500 on PS3 and there's them family friendly models on, of the 360 that are 4 gigs which that is very very bad and it could be from 20 gigs I think to like 320 I believe 320 gigabytes and how you feel about rendering a death I don't think you should worry too much if it's since I think they'll mainly have like black model uh, 360s <coughs> and with that being said um, the games for the most part well I should preference this by saying the systems have been dead for a few years it's just the games that might still be in the stores so your best bet unfortunately is going to be GameStop if not then it's going to be used game stores, thrift stores maybe though how well they're willing to tell you about these 360s and PS3s, I don't know. But for the most part, it's going to be the games you're going to find, which might be very, very slim pickings. And, you know, not every store might have an assortment of discount 360 games, discount PS3 games. There might be some that might still be on shelves, but word of caution on that, because it's hard to know when they'll be when they are liquidating all these games and you know where I am you know there are some 360 games PS3 games and even like you can even find like PSP which is how I found one game for example you know 15 bucks you know and there's also a section with maybe the ones that are like 12 13 bucks 20 bucks so it's not like they're completely forgotten but you know, as far as systems, you might your best bet might be a GameStop or a used game store or a thrift store. And games, I mean, regular stores for the most part, they'll depending on the price, it can range from like 
I don't know, like 15 to maybe 30 bucks, depending on whether these are new release, you know, they're still unopened games, or maybe they've been pre-owned, or maybe they just haven't been selling as much, and that's how I managed to get a few of those games on PS3 and 360, you know, just because, you know, they've been sitting on the shelves for quite a bit of time. Like, I'm still seeing some of those games that I've seen since 2015, 2016, you know, stuff like DuckTales Remastered, uh, Doom 3, uh, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare, uh, Fallout, you know, and some of them $20 games like, say, Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection, for example, or maybe Sniper Ghost Warrior, and for stuff like GameStop, it, you know, it's not going to have the best representation of the uh, library for both systems, but you should be able to find them for pretty cheap right now. I would say anywhere from two bucks to, I'd say at, to twenty bucks. Some games might be a little more, like twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, depending on the kind of game that you're looking at. Like for example, let's say I want to play, say, a kids' game like Toy Story Three. Unfortunately, that's going to go for like thirty bucks, which is personally ridiculous. But regardless, I mean, both systems are no-brainers. You should get them. They're, they're both easy to get into and enjoyable systems. And they still have their um, digital stuff going right now. So if you want to try and get your hands on that, try to. Because down the road, they're going to be shutting down. Which I can't say regarding the um, this next system. And that is the Nintendo Wii. Now, Nintendo Wii, for the most part, came out around the same time as the PS3, November 2006. And it was such a huge phenomenon in that time period because of the motion controls and the fact that the marketing was so brilliant and everyone was buying into the hype. And that included grandparents. Like, I had my grandmother, like, I, like my grandmother bought a Wii, but she didn't use it, so... Um, but it, my mother, who's never really played video games outside of the NES, she tried it, but it was for one of those, like, Wii Fit type of games, like Zumba, for example, but for the most part, it holds a lot of memories for me, the Wii, because this was the first time I had played a current selling Nintendo system that, that we bought. Like, I had, like, I had an NES when I was born, it was my family's NES, and we only had it a few years after I was born. And well, they had it in 1987. I'm trying to piece together it. You know, they had they bought it in 1987, and they had it until like the mid 90s. But this Wii system, it was like it was so special playing. You know, Wii Sports with my brother, my dad. My sister, who at the time was nine months pregnant, and her trying out a game, you know, and like a, ten days later having that child, <laughs> yeah, it was it was just a blast. And being able to play some of the stuff like we play Super Mario Galaxy, Mario Kart Wii, although that game sucks compared to other Mario Karts like Double Dash and 64, for example. Uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Reflex Edition, uh, Medal of Honor Heroes 2, Donkey Kong Country, 
returns. You know, there was a brief period where it's like, I definitely got my enjoyment out of, you know, playing some of these games. Now, obviously, the hype died off in most people's systems, collected dust, which is sad, but not sad at the same time, because it's not that great of a system. Would I recommend it? Not really, but I wouldn't say no fully to it. And you might be able to find some Wii games, depending on if your stores still have them. Otherwise, you know, like the same thing with the PS3 and the 360, GameStop, used game stores, you know, thrift stores. Um, the most common you'll probably find is probably the white model ones, and that's a good thing because they have, most of them at least, they have the ability to play GameCube games. Now, I've never owned a GameCube, but I do have some GameCube games, and that is actually nice to have, because GameCube is not as bad a system as you think. It's actually pretty nice, and to be able to play some of the stuff like Mario Kart Double Dash, for example, just a lot of fun, mind you, and to be able to play those along with the Wii games, you know, it's, it's a nice incentive. That being said, however, it has one drawback that will hurt a lot of people, and that is it won't do virtual console and WiiWare anymore. And what I mean by that is they stopped allowing like funds earlier this year, like around April, May of this year. And at the start of this upcoming year, 2019, most of the Wii Shop stuff will be finished. So what that was was the ability to um, play and download games that were original, like WiiWare, for example, and then there was Virtual Console, which when it started, it had NES, Super NES, Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, TurboGrafx-16, slash PC Engine, and later on, it added stuff like arcades, Sega Master System, Neo Geo, and I forget whatever else. I think Commodore 64 might have been on there, but I don't think it got removed shortly after. But, it, I mean, that's what's going to hurt a bit because you'll be stuck with mainly the Wii library. And really, the system shouldn't be too expensive to get into. The games, I think for the most part, if you're looking for non-Nintendo stuff, then you might be able to get into the library easily. The problem is definitely going to be where games have some motion control or they require a lot of motion control and that's actually another thing I have to say actually with the controllers now for a good while when, from when it started up until I don't know like 2009 I guess the systems controllers didn't have any Wii Motion Plus stuff inside and when stuff like Wii Sports Resort came out they had a little thing where you could plug it into the controller and you would have better motion control. And later on, they would build the motion plus inside the controller, not requiring that little peripheral that would become kind of a hindrance when you had to play games in a way like an NES game. And there's class controllers, but it's mainly used for stuff like, like WiiWare, Virtual Console. Some games for the Wii did utilize them, so it's not a bad thing either. But... And you can, also, you can also, because of compatibility with GameCube, you could use GameCube controllers. So it has a nice variety of options if you're going with them first model Wii systems that utilize the GameCube. And games themselves, I mean, like I said, 
the Nintendo stuff will definitely set you back quite a bit. Like getting like something like a Kirby compilation is like forty bucks maybe. But I would say as a whole, the Wii is not a bad system to get into, but it really depends on how you feel about the motion control and the amount of shovelware that might be on it. And if you can stomach through it and find those games that might be, you know, what is considered cult hit or underrated, overlooked, or just a pure classic, I mean, it's not a bad system to get into. I'll have my memories about that system and, you know, enjoy the system for what it was during that time. And so be it. Which, unfortunately, we go to the next dead system, and that is the uh, Wii U. So the Wii U came out in 2012, and it was a okay hit at first, and then it flopped. And part of it comes down to, it's not just one thing, mind you, but it's multiple things. And it comes down to, I think, the marketing, which was really bad, and they couldn't un explain how to discuss what the system was. The gigabyte storage size, which was pretty pathetic. Not really any big price cuts, and I would say that gamepad, which I would say it's not a bad concept, but it's just most companies, I would say, probably ignored it. But I wouldn't be surprised if it added to that cost of it, and the fact that you can't replace it with another gamepad, which is pretty bad. So, how long these Wii U's stay operational until, you know, until things go bad with the controller? I don't know. It's basically ticking time bombs, much like the uh, original Xbox and its uh, capacitor that, that can leak and damage your system really badly. I would say you might be able to find some Wii games along with some Wii U games, and the ability to play the Wii is a is a nice incentive for some. Uh, basically, most of the, contro you know, the controllers are going to be the same, like the Wii. The only exception being different versions of the Wii U having a... Well, let me explain. The, there'll be different variations of the classic controllers that are only for Wii U, and pro controllers for Wii U. There'll be controllers that will work with both like the Wii modes, for example, they'll work with both the Wii and the Wii U, mind you. And, you know, the gamepad, for example. And the games, for the most part, if there are any in the stores, you'll probably find some. But it'll be very, very slim pickings. The um, I don't know what else really to say about it, other than it, it flopped for a reason. So I would say the library, I mean, the Nintendo stuff might be expensive. But with a number of them appearing on the Switch, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's also the third-party stuff, which a number of them you can get on other systems. It just depends on if you want them on the Nintendo system or if you just want to skip the Wii U altogether and go for either PS3, 360, or PS4, Xbox One. I mean, probably, I'd say it's a system I wouldn't recommend unless you really want to have a Nintendo system. I don't know what else really to say on that. So, with that, the only other dead system is the Vita, and not much I can really say. I mean, you probably won't find anything unless it's at a 
use Game Store, Thrift Store, or GameStop, if GameStop even still has Vita systems. There might still be some games, but you might have to pay a pretty penny at times for a few of them. And, I mean, I don't know what else really to say on it. I mean, your, your, your call. And with that, let's get into the current systems, beginning with the 3DS. 3DS has been around since uh, March of 2011. Not a huge hit at first, but with a price cut, it helped quite a bit. And I would say as a handheld, it's not too bad of a system, but depending on the library, you might want to consider looking for stuff along with that that aren't just Nintendo games. And because it, it, you know the the pickings for these uh, 3DS is at, at stores is very slim. It's mainly just like role-playing games and and Nintendo releases. But I don't think it helps a bit now that third-party companies have pretty much jumped ship and moved on to other stuff. But I can't really say much on the 3DS for the most part, other than it's something that if it, if you, if you want to get like a 2DS or something for cheap, then go right ahead. If you think the new model is enticing, go right ahead. Uh, it really depends on how you feel about the library overall. You know, you can, there's still the eShop, which you can get quite a bit of titles for, for NES, Super NES, Game Boy, even Game Gear games, for example. It's, I'd say there's a decent enough reason to consider the uh, 3DS for the most part, even though it's a dead system on the way, you know. Well, it's current, but it looks like it might be in its final years for this year and maybe 2019, for example. And with that, let's go into PlayStation 4, which has been around for about five years now. And no signs of slowing down. It has tons of, you know, great titles for everyone. You got games like Little Big Planet, Uncharted, MLB, stuff that came from PS3, for example, and some new stuff. You know, remastered games, it's got original titles, it's got a number of the stuff you might have loved on previous generations, you know, lots of stuff, and, you know, good controller, and just not much else I can really say that hasn't been said already. I mean, there are tons of titles you can find for cheap, you can find yourself a decent model for maybe like 200 bucks. And with Black Friday, you might be able to find a terabyte model for probably 200, maybe 250, depending on if it's the regular model. I'm not sure about the Pro model. It'll probably still be expensive. There is VR for PS, and not, I don't think it's I don't think it's worth it. Looking at the prices for some of them, especially who wants to spend 60 bucks on Skyrim VR? I wouldn't. Just let me play a regular Skyrim. I enjoyed it on 360. Let me enjoy it on any other consoles that without having to use any VR gear or any of that. And all that aside, I mean, let's go to the 360. No, not the 360. The Xbox One. Xbox One. Really bad reveal. It's doing been doing okay since it came out November 2013. Uh, there isn't really much about Xbox One. I mean really depends on how you feel about the third parties as well and really the amount of original titles that aren't like Halo or Gears of War. I, I wouldn't fully recommend it personally but I think there is just enough 
to make me think about wanting one. And to say this, I have a PS4, but there's some stuff on Xbox One I would love to keep playing, like or try, like Rare Replay, for example, uh, Sunset Overdrive, Killer Instinct, Dead Rising 3. I mean, I know these are early titles, mind you, but still, those are reasons for me to want to have an Xbox One, along with some of those third-party games. And both those systems, PS4 and Xbox One, you know, they got their stores with tons of games that you can find for discounts or, you know, free games for their offerings. And it just, overall, I would put PS4 first and then second would be Xbox One. And all that aside from that, I mean, Xbox One, I mean, you might, both these systems you should get for decent prices. You know, and especially if they're going to do bigger Black Friday deals and all that. It should be, should be good enough to get into and there's going to be, I would think, good enough support for the next three to five years for both these systems. And with that, the final note, the Nintendo Switch. Switch has been around for a little over a year, year and a half, and it has been a huge hit at first, and I think it's been slowing down a little bit, but with titles like Pokemon and Super Smash Brothers coming out, it should be at the very least moving some hardware. Now, it's 300 bucks. Depending on how you feel about a number of these ports, and I believe I said this in the last episode, if I didn't have a PS4, PS3, and 360, I would definitely get into the Switch. Because it has a number of titles that I have, and I would definitely go for those games. You know, it's like Skyrim, L.A. Noir, Doom, Wolfenstein 2, uh, I think like Rayman, a few other titles too and it definitely would be great to have and complement some of those first party games like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey for example and it it definitely would make owning that system a lot more enjoyable if I had one and you know it's hard to really because like the like the Wii and Wii U I mean they're they're their own, they're doing stuff on their own Nintendo and I personally think, as of now, I think it's a must-buy, the Switch. And I think it's going to be that way for this upcoming holiday season. I would say next holiday season as well, in 2019. I, the ball is in Nintendo's court, and I would like to see how they handle their third year of running the Switch. And if they can handle doing, you know more support for the system, not putting all their eggs in one basket for one year, and see if they can output more than just one franchise game per system, or try to come up with more creative original titles and hope that some of these can catch on, like say that ARMS game. That actually is a very unique title, and that would actually be a title I would buy for the Switch, actually. and you know, keep advertising it well, maybe have a price cut down the road, and just keep doing what they're doing, and just try their best. The online is actually, for the most part, you'll be required to use, to pay for online for all three systems, but for now, it's 20 bucks for the Switch for a year. So, I don't know whether that will go up in price or not, but it's 
20 bucks. I mean, that's actually not that's not that bad. But that will depend on how well Nintendo handles the online, which is something they've never really been fond of. And I've heard plenty of issues with stuff like Mario Kart Wii, Smash Brothers, and maybe one or two other games that have been problems for gamers and non-gamers that maybe just be casually playing them. But regardless, so as far as the systems, the dead ones, PS3 and 360, either one will be fine. The Wii, I wouldn't fully recommend, but I wouldn't say no either. The Wii U, I would just forget it. And the Vita, I would say forget it too. Even though I can't really say my opinion on it. But without really much support or being able to find a good assortment of titles, it's it just seems like it's one of those things that will be forgotten for all eternity, unlike the PSP, for example. Um, as far as current systems, 3DS, I would say it's on that yes area. I would say I would recommend it, though it depends on the preferences and tastes. PS4 is one I would definitely recommend. Xbox One, I would recommend as well. And the same thing with the um, Switch. So, I would say first, PS4. Second, I would say, I would say Switch, actually. If we're doing the three systems by company. One would be Sony with PS4. Two would be Switch. And three would be um, Xbox One. And that's all I have to say for this episode. And... I know it might seem a little confusing and all that, but, you know, when it comes to finding game systems and games, I mean, it's going to be a tough road. And with that, concluding episode four of Geeks and Jacks, this has been the Council Buyer's Guide episode of 2018.